Well, before I get into the Word of God, amen, I just uh, uh, just tell you a little bit about myself real quickly. Praise God. My wife and me, uh, we've been uh, saved for uh, over 21 years. God instantaneously delivered us from a lifestyle of, you know, gangs and drugs and stupidity uh, there in uh, California. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and uh, and we were uh, we got saved at Praise Chapel Concord, May 24th, 1998. The Lord instantaneously uh, set us free and delivered us, and I can honestly tell you by the grace of God, we've never gone back to that old life, and uh, we were, yeah, praise the Lord, and um, and uh, uh, we were in our mother church for nine years before they sent us out to start a church in Pittsburgh, so there's Concord, then there's Pittsburgh's next city over, and we've been pastoring there for uh, over 12 years, uh, we've planted out several churches uh, 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 in the area, and we've even planted a church overseas in Poland, praise the Lord. So, uh, so, and, uh, so God has been so good. I've had the, the privilege to literally travel all around the world, uh, preaching the gospel. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, the Lord taking me from the streets to the nations. It's, uh, it's crazy. Amen. Only God can do something like that. Um, and, um, and I'm not into doing commercials, but I do have some books. I've written six books. I have also a Bible school and so forth. And so we've just, God has really graced us and it really, uh, we're a product of the Holy Spirit, truly. I mean that with all my heart because uh, before I got saved, I had no education, amen. I was kicked out of school. I learned how to read really by reading the Bible. That's the truth. And my whole life just completely uh, surrendered to the grace of God, amen. So uh, tonight, I believe that you're really going to be ministered to. I, I asked the Lord about what to minister tonight, and, uh, and, and, and I'll get to it in a second. But before I do, I want us to all stand to our feet one more time, amen. We're going to pray and get right into the Word of God afterwards, amen. But I want us to pray. I want you to close your eyes, and thank you so much, Pastor Wayne, amen, and your wife, amen, for having us. It's a blessing, amen, and uh, coming to, I was in the area, and I asked him, hey, you know, would you like to me to come? Come and be ministering at Praise Chapel Tucson uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so I'll be with them all weekend, Pastor Joe, so praise God, amen. So let's close our eyes, amen, and uh, let's just lift our hands to the Lord, amen, it's a sign of surrenderance, and let's pray. Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Almighty God, Father, we just thank you so much, Lord, for all that you are doing here in this wonderful church of yours. And Father, I just pray that tonight, God, that the message you placed in my heart, I pray that, Lord, it would minister to everyone in a very personal and in a very powerful way, God. I pray that this is a message that even 10 years from now, they can look back at and say, wow, that night my life was supernaturally changed. And so I pray, God, in order for that to happen, God, your word has to come alive to your children. And so I pray over everyone right now, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God, that the eyes of everyone's understanding be enlightened and give everyone ears to hear what your spirit is saying to them personally. And Lord, I confess before my brothers and sisters, Lord, my uttermost dependency upon you, for I know that, Lord, apart from you, I can do nothing, but through you, I can do all things. And so, Lord, I receive the anointing, the wisdom, and the words to speak tonight. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I don't have to worry about what I'll say in this hour, because you will give me the words to speak. And Lord, we pray in this place for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as in heaven. God, we declare in this house that Jesus, you are Lord. And so we give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take my hair. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. So uh, is it, I click this thing to, to the slide? Is that what that is? Okay, so this right here, uh, this right here you're saying? Yep. Okay, awesome, awesome. 
Praise the Lord. So, yeah, that's good. Amen. I feel like a teacher now. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, again, that's my wonderful, beautiful wife. Amen. We've been married for, did I already say 21 years? We've been together 24 years. We have six kids together also. Praise God. They kept coming out. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, God is so good. Amen. There's the title. Bless the Lord. Amen. So, this, uh, so tonight, amen, uh, I'm going to be ministering a message I've titled, What's on Your Mind? It affects everything. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to focus on, I'm going to be talking about uh, how important it is to guard our minds. And I'm going to show you the importance of keeping our minds in line with the Word of God. Okay? Why? Because what takes place here, it affects everything. I want to stress that. What takes place here is going to affect everything. Now look on the screen here. Amen. And uh, look what this, I want to see this. Right? Do any of these statements describe you? I want to be free from ungodly habits and patterns in my life. I don't want to do the same things that I know displeases God over and over again. I want to stop giving in to the lifestyle of the world. Or why can't I live the kind of life I hear about in all these messages and songs? Why do I always repeat the same sins? What's wrong with me? Have you ever had similar thoughts like these go through your mind? Amen? Have you had thoughts like this? Have you felt this way before? The truth is, is this. If we're all going to be honest, we've all had thoughts like these go through our minds. Amen? And, and, and now you may be wondering, you know, why do I struggle so much as a believer? Well, the answer to, to, to that question is you have to know a little about what the Bible teaches about strongholds. Say strongholds. Look on the, look on the, look on the screen here, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. Uh, this is very important. Watch this. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Say pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against what? The knowledge of God, catch that, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now the word stronghold in this verse, look on the screen here continually, right? It, it, this word right here, it means, it has the meaning of a fortress. This is important. A castle, a fortified place. We're saying that strongholds, amen, or like, it gives this meaning of a fortress, a, a fortified place. Okay, look at this. Watch this. Now, he, in these verses, Paul links strongholds with arguments, amen, meaning that this word arguments means reasoning, amen, thought, computation, or logic. logic. It carries the idea, watch this, uh, it carries the idea of holding something safely. It is simply the way people think based on their way of life traditions, experience, or past teachings. Unfortunately, most of our thoughts are against the knowledge of God. Simply put, strongholds, in verse 4, watch this, refer to mindsets that oppose the truth of God. These mindsets or strongholds are fortified places that keep truth out and hold lies in. You got to get that. Amen? See, ungodly mindsets, I want to stress to you tonight, ungodly mindsets, they keep the truth of God's word out and they hold lies in. Hello? 
That's why we need to pull down these strongholds, these ungodly mindsets, and bring these thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So you see, really, the scriptures teaching us, the scriptures are teaching us to keep our minds in line with God. Amen? Keep our minds in line with the Word. And I want to say that real quickly, that keeping your mind in line with the Word of God is not going to be something that happens automatically. You have to be disciplined with your thought life. Listen to me. If you're lazy with your thought life, it will lead to a defeated life. Oh, hello, somebody. If you're lazy with your thought life, you're going to live a defeated Christian life. I can't stress that enough. And this is why we have to get to a place of understanding that we have to be very disciplined with our thought life. Amen? Now, what I want to stress to you tonight is this, is that the way your parents raised you, the people you hung out with, the music you listened to, the movies and TV shows that you watch, listen to me, have all imparted things into your mind that have formed the mindsets that you now have. This is true. This is so true. They have all had impact on how you handle situations. Amen. How you deal with people, right? Oh, we've always done things this way, right? You hear what I'm saying, right? Right? How you think about things, how you view yourself, hello, and how you go about life. Am I right or wrong? See, all of those things have had an influence on your life for the good or the bad and the bad, amen, for the good and the bad. Now, unbelievers have ungodly mindsets that Satan uses to blind them, amen, to keep, to veil the truth of God's word. The Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers, amen. He, the, the, the gospel is veiled to them, amen. Amen, it, 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 it's, they, they can't see, amen, they're, they're blinded spiritually. And what is it that blinds them spiritually? It's those mindsets. These mindsets, amen, keep truth out and hold lies in. Amen? And many believers have ungodly mindsets that keep them in bondage to sin and prevent them from changing. Hello? I know no one here, amen, for the church down the block, but just in case, amen, it's for the, amen. But, but this is true. Believers, amen, we have these ungodly mindsets and they keep us stuck in this place of bondage amen and we wonder why we don't walk in freedom is because we have some i hate to say this but we have some stinking thinking that we need to get rid of hello amen now listen to me look at the screen here strongholds do two things strongholds do two things they keep people from the knowledge of god and they prevent people from obeying the truth. Ignorance and rebellion are the results. Amen? The term mindset, look on the screen here. The term mindset is a combination of both mind and set. In other words, the mind is already settled on a set of beliefs. And therefore, there is resistance to change. Isn't this true? It's like the old saying, you know, especially if you've been, you know, especially when you, you, you have some years in your belt, amen? Like the old saying is true. It's, it's, it's hard to teach, teach an old dog new tricks, right? 
We have these mindsets. We have these ways of thinking. We have these patterns, thought patterns, amen? And we're just stuck in our ways. Hello. (laughs) Amen? See, before you got saved... You, now, this is the truth. Before you got saved, you probably didn't have half of the mind battles that you, that you do now, right? Think about it. You, you probably didn't have half of the mind battles, amen, before, you know, the, uh, now that you're saved, you probably didn't have half the mind battles, amen? Uh, now, think about this. Why? Because you thought however you wanted to think, right? I don't know about you, but before I got saved, I had a sick, perverted, nasty mind, amen? I was always on Fantasy Island. Hello. I'm going to be honest, you know what I'm saying, right? I had a, 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 a wicked mind. I had an evil mind. I thought perverted. I thought hatred. I thought all kind of craziness. Amen? I'm just being honest. I know the truth is the same with you too, amen, but you, you're just trying to be holy in church right now, amen? <laughs> amen. But you know I'm right, amen? You know I'm right. We had some, some, some real bad Wicked ways of thinking. And again, all of a sudden, we get saved and we have some serious mind battles now. Where before, we didn't have any kind of mind battles. Again, because we thought how we wanted to think. Right? And it influenced us to act in uh, act a certain ways. And it shaped what we believe was right and wrong. Now, the problem with the world's way of thinking and God's ways of thinking is that they're totally different. The world's ways don't line up with the word of God, and that's one of the reasons why we have so many mind battles. I want to look on the screen here. I, I kind of put down two, two of the main reasons that we have so many mind battles. There are two main reasons why we have mind, more mind battles now that we are saved than we did before we got saved. Amen? Why? Now that we're saved, here's our thing. We aim to think pure thoughts and have the mind of Christ. Isn't this true? Right? So we don't want to think all crazy, man. We, 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 had the, we, we want to have a pure mind. We, we aim to think pure. We aim to think holy. So all of a sudden when we find our minds drifting or thinking something right, we're like, no, God, forgive me. I don't want to think this way. That's, there, there's the battle, right? All of a sudden we have this battle. I don't want to think this way. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? And there's that battle. Now watch this. The reason it is such a fight to do this is that no one pressed a clear or an erase button in our minds when we got saved, right? <laughs> That's why some of the old images, amen, that we put before our eyes in the past still pop up in our minds at times, and our minds still sometimes react the ways they did before we got saved. Think about it. You know, we can hear a certain word, and sometimes our mind reacts, amen, and thinks in certain ways that it did before we got saved, right? So again, we, we see there's a battle, right? <clears throat> And so a lot of the war, this is important, a lot of the war that's going on in our minds is between our old ways of thinking and the new way we're aiming to think as believers. So this is, where the main, this is one of the main reasons why there's such a battle is because it's between our old ways of thinking versus the new way we're aiming to think because we want to have pure thoughts. Amen? The second reason why there's so many mind battles is because Once we said yes to Jesus, Satan became our enemy. And the place he attacks us the most is in our minds. Isn't this the truth? I mean, there's a whole book written by Joyce Myers, right? What's it called? Battlefield of Mind, right? You know, because it's an area where Satan's after. Why? Why does he attack our minds so much? 
Well, the reason why Satan attacks our minds so much, here's a few reasons why. It's because he knows, listen to me, what happens in our minds will affect our whole being, our body, soul, and spirit. I mean, think about it. Just, from, you, just meditating on one lie can get you paralyzed in bed, right? In fear, in depression, and, and all these different things, right or wrong, right? H- how many have ever been in that place of, of maybe depression, battle with depression or anxiety or, 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 or these kind of things? What happened? What was, what was going on? You were dwelling upon the wrong thing. You were dwelling upon something that you feared. You were dwelling upon a lie, right? And a lie kept you paralyzed. It had you, and, 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 what, and what did you have to do to get the victory? You had to literally shift your thinking, Amen. You had to stop thinking that way, amen, exchanging that lie for the truth of God's word. And the moment you did that, the moment, instantly, you were freed, right? Why? Because our feelings are attached to our thoughts. Let me just throw this something out there real quickly. If you really want to help someone, you see somebody down, and they're like, man, they're all just feeling all this. Simply ask them, what are you dwelling upon? (laughs) What are you dwelling upon? Because if you can help them, shift their thinking and get their thinking in line with the word of God, then you can get them in a place of faith and in a place of freedom. Because as long as they're still dwelling on the lie, they're going to be paralyzed. Hello? This is true. This is so true. So see, Satan knows that if he can take control of our minds, he can take control of us. This is true. He knows if he can defeat us in our minds, he can, we, we will live lives that are defeated. This, this, is, this is why there's such a battle for our minds. He knows that through our minds, if we let him, he can even deceive us into doing sinful things and even cause people to backslide. This is true. People didn't just, you know, up and stop serving God and leave the church, amen, because, you know, everything was just so great, amen, and they just, they're, they're walking in great faith. No, they believed a lie. They believed a lie. Amen? Now, there's many more reasons uh, why he attacks our minds, but those are some of the main reasons. Now, I want you all to remember this truth, that all behavior is based on a belief. Say that with me. All behavior is based on a belief. You do what you do because of what you believe in that situ- about it, right? Your behavior is based on belief. Amen? The way you think influences the way you live. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Right? That's why the Bible is very clear for our lives to be changed or transformed we need to renew our minds. Look what uh, Romans 12, 2 in the NLT says. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Bye. Say bye. bye. Oh, yeah. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Are you seeing this? By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen? So we see, we see this right here so clear. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way 
you think. So <laughs> a renewed mind leads to a transformed life. See, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds with the truth of God's word. So for real growth and change and deliverance to take place in our lives, listen to me, for real growth, for real deliverance to take place in our lives, it takes, amen, replacing the lies we've been living by with the truth of God's word. Amen? See, what I want you to understand today is any area, listen to me, any area that you're not living by the truth of God's word in is an area you're living by a lie. It's that simple. You're either living by a truth or a lie in in certain areas of your life, right? And and if you're living by the truth of God's word in the area, you're living in freedom. But any area you're struggling, any area you're living in fear, any area, amen, that there's bondage or there's a, 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 where you can't seem to get free from certain ungodly habits, (laughs) it's an area you're living by a lie. It's an area somehow you're believing a lie. Amen, this is true. See, if you get what I'm teaching you tonight and really get in your spirit and then be a doer of this, this will, be a, this will transform your life. This will transform your life. See, this is why, again, the enemy is constantly trying to defeat you in your thought life and trying to continually sow seeds, fiery darts into your mind because if he gets you to bite a lie, then you'll be in bondage. He's constantly knocking on the door of your life through your mind by throwing those fiery darts. Say, look it, come on, believe this. Hello? He did it today to you. He did it while you're driving to church, probably. <laughs> right? He may have done it while you want in the church doors, amen? He, he sows fiery darts because he wants to get you in bondage. Amen? And rob you from being all God's called you to be or to have. And see what happens when we, when we believe a lie, what we're doing is we're actually settling for less than God's best for our lives. This is why we need to renew our minds with the truth of God's word. Look on the screen here. A renewed mind is a mind that has been trained to think truth. Catch that. A renewed mind is a mind that has been trained to think truth instead of a lie. And reality instead of illusion of the world. In line with the spirit and not the flesh. Amen? Colossians 3.10 says, And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. See, renewing the mind results in thinking like God thinks. His attitude becomes our attitudes. His passions become our passions. His purpose become our purpose. Amen. In other words, a a, a new uh, pattern of thinking is established based on God's word. This is why we need to spend uh, time exposed to God's word. This is why you need to read the word of God daily. Listen to me. If you don't don't read your Bible every day, man, you're, you're, you're cheating yourself. And, and, and you're going to stay stuck in a place. You're not going to grow. Matter of fact, your, your faith can decrease instead of increase. Bible says, Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if, you're, if, if, if any area you're lacking in faith, 
It's an area you need to get your mind renewed with the truth of God's word. It's an area you need to be reading the word and praying and praying, God, give me revelation. I know your word says this, but Lord, I just got intellectual knowledge. I don't got revelation knowledge. It hasn't come alive to me yet. Lord, help me help this become real to me. Think about this. The area that your faith is the strongest is the areas that the Holy Spirit has made the word of God come alive to you. Right? And there's other areas that you're, 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 you have doubts in, but you have intellectual knowledge that God's, what God's word says, but you still battle. Why? Because it, you only have intellectual knowledge, not revelation knowledge. It hasn't come alive to you yet by the Spirit of God. But once it comes alive to you by the Holy Spirit, woo! Then you have strong faith in that area. Right? Right or wrong? And then it will affect your behavior. It will affect the way you walk, talk, and react, and all the above. It will affect your whole, how, how you go about life. This is true. This is why the more truth we get in us, the more lies we'll get out of us. The more truth we get in us, the more free we will walk. The more truth we get in us, the more, catch this, we, our character will line up with our identity. You're not even getting that one. And I'm going to show you in a second. There's many things that God says already true about you. But because you don't believe them, your character doesn't yet necessarily line up with that. But the, but, but, but the, but, but, but the moment you can believe what God's word says is true about you is when your character will line up with your true identity. This is true. Why? Because our behavior is based on our what? Belief. Our behavior is based on our belief. So the more that we believe, the more it will affect our behavior. So this is why, again, if you can really get to a place where you, where you really believe God's word and it comes alive to you, your character, amen, will line up with your identity. Are you getting that? That's so important you should get that. You, you really can see how much of the word has come alive to someone by looking at their character. All right. <laughs> it's true. This is why we need to read the word. This is why we need to uh, hear the word. Amen? That's why we got to come to church, be in Bible study. Amen. Whatever it is that you guys have here to equip you with the word of God, you need to be involved in, and engulf yourself in it. Amen? Look on the screen here. A couple, couple uh, quotes from D.L. Moody. Powerful, powerful quotes. He said, the Bible was not to increase, was not given to increase our knowledge, but to change our lives. <sighs> powerful statement. Look at another one. He says, the scriptures were not given for our information but for our transformation. These are true statements. These are powerful statements. So we see the biggest need for change is a change of mind, right? A change of thinking, a change in our thinking. Change always starts in the mind. Why? Because you've got to start with the belief. The lie behind the behavior. You can't start with the action. You've got to start with the thought because your actions are the results of your thoughts, right? Before you do anything, you first went there in your thoughts, right? Before you, do, you did anything, it doesn't matter what it is, you first went there in your thoughts. And if you think about something long enough, you're eventually going to do it. 
<laughs> you know, like, like say, for instance, you know, it's a new year. Everyone's trying to diet, right? Amen, you know, right? right? And, and, you know, they're thinking like, oh, man, you know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to diet. But they got an ice cream on their mind the whole time, amen? They're like, oh, man, I don't <laughs> <laughs> if they're thinking about ice cream, they're thinking about ice cream, what's going to happen? They're going to eat ice cream, amen? <laughs> amen? If I'm thinking about tacos all day, I'm going to eat some tacos, amen? <laughs> amen? Are you, hear, are you hearing what I'm saying, right? This is true. This is true. So, <laughs> so we go there with our thoughts, amen? Now, the Bible calls this change of mind, here it is, Repentance. Change always starts with repentance. Say that with me. Change always starts with repentance. Say it again. Change always starts with repentance. Now, repentance, a lot of people don't really understand or don't really know the meaning of this word repent. Okay? Uh, Maybe you do. I'm sure you do. Your pastor is a a great man of God. But in case, I just want to reinforce it. Watch this. This This word repent. It simply means, right, uh, 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 repentance is a decision that results in a change of mind, which in turn leads to a change of purpose and action, okay? I like what Rick Warren writes. Look at this. To be like Christ, you must develop the mind of Christ. The New Testament calls this mental shift repentance, which in Greek literally means to change your mind okay you repent whenever you change the way you think by adopting how god thinks watch this about yourself sin god other people life your future and everything else you take on christ's outlook and perspective amen so repentance really is exchanging your way of thinking for god's way of thinking Repentance, simply put, is a change of thinking. Is it? Hello? Right? That's what it is. See, repentance is really just changing the way you think about something by accepting, amen, the way God thinks about it. That's a, that's a, that's a very important statement right there. Repentance is changing the way you've been thinking, the change the way you think about something, that mindset, right, or whatever, right? And, ex- and realizing, whoa, this is wrong, and God is right, so I, I stop thinking this way is true, and realize it's a lie, and realize this is the truth, so I change this way of thinking for this way of thinking. And what happens? It results in a change of action, change of purpose, change of behavior, Right? Think about this. Anytime, before, any, before you can repent, listen to me, let me just back up. Before you can repent, what has to happen? New information has to be given to you. Why? Because you don't know what to change your thinking about. You're not just going to think, oh, I'm just going to just, you know. You had to have some kind of revelation of that what you were doing and what you were thinking was wrong. And so this is why exposing ourselves to the truth of God's word is so important. So think about this. Before... Maybe when you first got saved, right, you know, you had this mentality, you know, and you had some hurts towards somebody. I'll forgive, but I won't ever forget what they did to me, right? I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Now, how many know that's a worldly saying? How many know that's not a biblical saying, right? I know that's, that probably ruffles your feathers, amen, praise the Lord. 
<laughs> you're probably that, you're sure that's not a scripture, Pastor? No, that's not a scripture. Amen? You know? <laughs> you know, there's things, there's sayings we have that sound godly, but they're not scriptural, right? Yeah. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So again, so, we, so here, watch this. So I'll forgive, but I won't forget, right? Then all of a sudden, we're saved, and we have this mentality, right? And then all of a sudden, because God loves us too much to uh, go on in life with hurts and pains, so he confronts those things in our lives. Yes, he does. So what happens is, all of a sudden, we come across the scripture to, for, uh, you know, to love your enemies. What? <laughs> to forgive. And the Bible talks about when God forgives us, he forgets. So biblical forgiveness is to forgive and forget from the heart. So all of a sudden, when we get this revelation, like, whoa, I need to forgive and forget from the heart, then that means one way of thinking of forgive and not forget is wrong. So then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, God, I forgive so-and-so, right? And then you even think about, wow, that even talks about being reconciled. So now all of a sudden, you're going and trying to reconcile with that enemy that you, you did not like before, and now you're trying to love them. What happened? What caused the change? God's word. Right? Are you getting what I'm saying here? So, so, so this is what I'm trying to say is that that's what repentance looks like. If we had a way of thinking, and then we come in contact with the truth of God's word, and it changes the way our thinking is, results in a change of action. Does that make sense? Amen? So again, repentance does not necessarily mean forsaking your sins. Re- repentance simply means change the way you think, change your mind. Amen? And then it results in a change of action. Amen? Let me skip a little bit. I want to go right here. I always want to say life changes happen only after you repent, change your thinking. Think about it, I, I, as I already said right there. Amen? Now, um, now look at what Jesus says real quickly. Real quickly. John 8.32. I'm skipping some right here. I'm going to skip a bunch. John 8.32. John 8.32. It says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Wow. That's why we need to have truth encounters. Because the more truth you get in you, the more lies will get out of you, and the more free you'll be. See, transformation through a renewed mind comes as believers expose themselves to God's word. Amen? And that happens as we go to church, have daily Bible readings, and so forth. Amen? As I talked about earlier. Now watch this. I want to I say this. Look on the screen here. I want you to say this out loud. Transformation comes when you renew your mind. Amen? Say that out loud. Transformation comes when you renew your mind. Tell your neighbor that. Transformation comes when you renew your mind. Say, transformation comes when I renew my mind. This is so important. Look at these scriptures here. Watch this. Look at this powerful. I, I, I want you to watch this. Look at this. Uh, I'm going to skip forward right here. Romans 8, 5 and through 7. This is, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. <laughs> Catch that? Think about this. Before you got saved, before you got born again, all that was on your mind was pleasing your flesh. 
You're, at, you're, you're aimed to, to please your three best friends, me, myself, and I, right? <laughs> right? It's, it's true, right? It's true. It, it, it didn't matter who we hurt. It didn't matter. Get our way as long as we got ours, right? I mean, we had a little bit of sympathy, but, but in reality, we still chose self over everything else. This is true. I don't care how good you think you are. You know I'm right. We, 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 we aim to please our flesh. And this is why, watch, because, again, all our minds are thinking about was pleasing our flesh, right? So those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those, this is one of the keys to walking in the Spirit, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. This is important. Again, this is important by keeping our minds in line with the Word. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Amen? Now let me move on. I'm going to start bringing some of this stuff down, but I want to, are you guys getting something tonight? Okay, is this helping you? Praise God. Amen. I'm going to talk about real, real quickly, three more things. I'm going to talk about real quickly, and I kind of touched on a little bit already, but I'm kind of bringing this home. I want to talk about three things. One thing real quickly is this. Right here. I want this to sink in. All behavior is based on a belief. I just want that to sink in. All behavior is based on a belief. See, catch what I'm about to say. If you cheat and lie, even if it's a small thing, it's because you believe that disobeying God these ways will cost, will cost you less pain than being honest. It's a lie, but you believe it. <laughs> it's just, come on, it's just a little lie. <laughs> right? Meaning somehow you believe that disobeying God in that area is more beneficial for you. Why? Because your disobedience is all about your sinful desires. It is. If, you, if we had time, we could look up James 1. 12 through 15, and it talks about, amen, that, 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 that we, you know, all the things we do, it, 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 the sinful desires, it's, it's from our own desires. The things that we do is from our own desires. Amen? See, the bottom line is you disobey because you want to. I know, that's a hard truth, but you disobey God's word because you want to. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Listen, if you, don't, if you can't admit that, you're going to stay in bondage. You do what you do because you want to. Amen? Here's a reality. This is a hard one to swallow. But here's a hard truth to swallow. You only really believe the parts of the Bible that you obey. I'm going to say it again. You only really believe the parts of the Bible that you obey. See, what, what we want to do is live how we want to live and then sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on it. Okay? We want to live however we want and then sprinkle a little Jesus on it, wear a little t-shirt, have a little sticker, whatever it is, and, 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 and just feel comfortable in that. <laughs> we find security in sprinkling a little Jesus on our living how we want to live. 
All right, praise God for the church down the block. No, it's for them, it's for them, it's for them. This is what we do. It's not good. Amen? Let me move on. Number two, real quickly. Behind every sin is a lie you believe. Again, I'm just following up on some of the things I'm saying. It starts with the, it starts with the mind. At the moment you sin, amen, again, you're doing what you think is best for you. You say, I know God's word says not to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's not a big deal. What are you doing? You're believing a lie. You're watering down sin. Is, it, think, think about that. When we really want to do something that we know is wrong, what do we do? We water it down. We make excuses. We, we water down sin so we can do it. <laughs> right? Are you hearing me tonight? Right? We water it down. So what are we doing? We're believing a lie. And then we wonder why we have these struggles. Because we're watering down sin. See, stop believing the lie that any sin is good for you. It's never good. There's always consequences. When you're living in sin, you're living in deception and believing a lie. Amen? You know, you know, one of the reasons why God wants us to call sin, sin, is because he wants us to put it in its right place. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. He wants us, see what happens when we confess our sins, we're actually stepping out of denial. And we're putting, calling sin for what it really is, sin. Instead of watering it down, oh, it's not that bad. Right? See, that's what we do. We water it down. But when we actually can say, you know what? This is sin. Then all of a sudden, you position yourself for freedom. Then you've positioned yourself for breakthrough. Then you've positioned yourself for the power of God to show up in your life. Right? So for me, don't, I say, man, don't water it down. Call it for what it is. Amen? There's times I'm, I'm hard on myself, not in a, in a, in a, in a in a weird way, but in a way, like, you know what? Like, if I was being, like, prideful, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I was being a little prideful. No, I was being prideful, right? Oh, I had, you know, I was, you know, I was, uh, I had a little bit of attitude. No, no, I had an attitude, right? I fell short. I don't want to water it down. Because when you, when you water it down, you, you keep repeating it. Don't water it down. Say, God, you know what? I really sinned here. I was really in pride. I had acted in anger. I responded. I, sh- I should not have done that. And I'm sorry. God, forgive me. Amen? The last thing, real quickly, is this. This is the last thing. We need to reckon ourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Watch this. Romans six eleven says, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The NLT said it this way. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. This is powerful. This is powerful. You need to reckon yourselves, listen to me, to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, what does this word reckon mean? Is this some, just some country word? You know what I mean? <laughs> I reckon, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. <laughs> Amen. No, no, it's not just, you know, praise the Lord. Amen. 
The word reckon, look on the screen here, means to, to reckon, count, compute, calculate, count over, to take into account, to make an account of. Amen? This word deals with reality. So and it simply means to believe that what God says in his word is really true in your life. So what facts are we to reckon or consider? Well, in the context of Romans 6, it's talking about that once you gave your life to Christ, your old man was crucified with Christ, that you, that you spiritually died with him, amen, amen, and that you were buried with him, and that, uh, and that, that he was raised, for, and, and as he was raised from the dead by God's power, you have been raised from the dead and have been given power to live lives free from the power of sin. Amen? So now start thinking this way. Know yourself this way, and it will help you to live this way. Oh, you got to reckon this. Amen? Church, we need to continue to reckon these facts that we're dead to sin and alive in Christ. I want to have you guys say that out loud. Amen? Right here, say out loud, I'm dead to sin, and I'm alive in Christ. Oh, say it again, amen. I am dead to sin, and I am alive in Christ. You got you to realize that, amen. Look at this powerful verse right here. Wow, look at this verse. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. It's powerful. Stop making excuses to sin, right? The bottom line is, again, you sin because you want to. So we're dead to sin. You also need to learn your, true, your new identity and reckon these facts. Let me, I'm going to close with this. Look at right here. Right here. Look at right here. I want to show you. According to the Bible, this is important you get this. According to the Bible, the moment you receive Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior, the following things have taken place in your life. You've been forgiven for all your sins and granted eternal life. You need to know that. You've been saved. You've been born again. You've become a child of God. you become a son or a daughter. you become a citizen of the kingdom of God. You've been indwelt with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen? These are true facts. These are true facts. None, and here's the thing. We, don't do, we, we can't pay for those things. He, did all, he, he paid for it all himself. Amen? And he freely gave it to us. This is what we call amazing grace. Because we're receiving gifts, these things to be true about us that we didn't deserve, amen? We're receiving gifts that we didn't deserve. None of us deserve these things, amen? But this is true of us. And sometimes we need to be reminded, man, I'm a son or I'm a daughter of God. I'm a citizen in the kingdom of God. I've been dwelt with the Holy Spirit of promise, amen? I'm forgiven for all my sins. I've been given authority and dominion, amen, uh, over Satan and all of his demons, I'm the head and not the tail. I've got the victory in Christ. Right? You've you got to get this in your spirit, and, and it will transform your life. Amen? So I'm going to close with that, and I'm going I'm to pray for you guys in this, right here in a second. Amen? And, uh, and, and I, I hope, amen, that this encouraged you. I hope this spoke to you. I hope this, 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 this gave you some things to think about. Amen? I, I know that if we're all going to be honest, this is a message, amen, that can speak to all of us no matter how long we've been saved. Uh, it doesn't matter because every one of us on a daily basis have, amen, mind battles. And, and, it's, and, and, and this is why we've got to learn how to get the victory. So the goal is to keep our minds in line with the word, to take captive every thought and bring them subjection to the obedience of Christ. And listen, again, it's not automatic you have to be disciplined with your thought life. 
Amen? I can't do it for you. Even if, you, when you, if I come and pray for you, amen, it's not going to, uh, all of a sudden, the, the mind battles aren't going to just cease. No. You have to continually, daily, through the grace of God, through the strength of God, get the victory through the power of God. Amen? So I want you to stand your feet with me. Praise God. I'm going to close this out. Amen? <clears throat> I know it's a Wednesday night, so I'm going to honor time here. I'm not going to hold you all night. Amen? But how many be honest to say, you know what, that you got something tonight? Raise your hand. Amen. Praise God. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so blessed to see that every one of you got something tonight. I want you to close your eyes with me. Amen. I want to pray over all of you right now. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, almighty God. Father, I just want to say thank you so much for your wonderful, beautiful people, God. And I pray that tonight, God, that the truth, Lord God, the truth that were spoken tonight, that they would take root and that they would bear fruit in everyone's lives. I pray that everyone here tonight, God, would really, Lord God, just put into practice all these things that they've learned tonight. That, we, that, 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 that having victory in our minds is not some automatic thing. But it's something that we have to be disciplined with our thoughts lives, Lord God. We have to take captive those thoughts. We have to walk in authority, God. We have to fill our minds up, God. We have to fill our minds up. Because if we don't fill it up, the devil will fill it for us. And so I pray that, God, we'd also realize, God, that, that our, our feelings are attached to our thoughts. So any time that we're feeling down, that we would just begin to just check our thoughts. That we would just think about what we're thinking about. Because then, if we can do that, then we can take captive those negative lies and replace it with truth and replace it with faith, God, and we can get the, uh, the victory in that area. And so, God, I thank you so much, Lord, for your sons and daughters here tonight. And I pray that for any of those that are battling with their identity in you and, and they're questioning, am I saved? Am I a child of God? Or, or all these things. I pray that tonight that you would uh, bring to them an assurance and a confidence in knowing that they're yours, God. And so I thank you for this powerful church. I thank you for Pastor Wayne and his wife, God. And, and Lord, I just pray that you continue to do great things through this ministry to reach this community. We love you so much, God. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. And we praise you. And we just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much.